The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale, holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hello and welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. Thank you so much for being here. This is show number 13, Is Wildlife Safe in Amusement Parks with Janet Locke. I'm Charlie Kale, mom to two dogs and three cats, broadcaster and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments for people and animals because energy transcends space and time. And you can find out more about all of that at charliekale.com. It's C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And as much as I'd love to just focus on the wonderful animal things that leave us all feeling happy, there are plenty of heartbreaking situations in this world caused by humans and so many of them in the name of entertainment. Don't worry, this is going to be a show. This is not going to be a show to make you cry your eyes out. This is going to help us become more enlightened about what goes on behind the scenes that we do not see. I really admire anyone who can speak out when animals are being mistreated and abused and everyone who knows just accepts. It. My guest is a former teacher turned animal rights activist who spearheads the group Advocates for the Animals at Six Flags. These volunteers protest the mistreatment of the dolphins, elephants, tigers, giraffes, walruses, and other long-suffering animals at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo, California. That's here in the San Francisco Bay Area. She successfully protested Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus in San Francisco for years until it finally closed and has participated in protests against rodeos, foie gras serving restaurants, a butcher shop, chicken slaughtering facilities and more. She has continued tutoring students for the last 30 years, teaching, the, teaching them empathy for others and is a devout Christian and vegan who lives with her husband, three rescue dogs and six rescue parakeets in Marin County, California. You can find out more about her at Advocates for the Animals at Six Flags dot org. Welcome, Janet Locke. Thank you very much. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for coming out of your comfort zone to talk to me because I know when I first contacted you, you didn't want to do it. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> public speaking isn't my gift. And this is very you're public. You're talking to me, though. It's okay. Yeah. So animal abuse is a very hard subject for me to tackle because I feel the pain in my heart, my soul, my entire body. And that's not what the animals want for us. So anyone listening who is an empath and thinks, oh, I can't listen to this show. Yes, you can. I'm holding your hand and we're going to do this together without getting so upset. So we can just hear this information and not take it in. So we're going to ground ourselves right now. We're going to feel the soles of our feet on the ground with an energy cord going down through the floor, through the building, through the layers of earth, down to the center, to the volcanic energy of mother mother earth we will let any pain we feel travel down this energetic cord that we've secured into the center of the earth so we're not going to take the pain into ourselves and that is how we ground ourselves and breathe 
Janet, I know your intent is not to make us cry. How did you get past feeling all that pain and be able to investigate abuses so that you could do something about it? Well, um, I, one of the things you didn't mention, but I'll say now, um, in my checkered past, I was a naval officer for six years, and I just came to realize that anything a man did, I needed to be able to do also. You didn't so, tell me you were a naval officer. Holy cow, I would have put that <laughs> in your bio. Right, I know I didn't. But um, anyway, so I just have always been able to step up and face the unpleasant things that need to be faced in order to bring them to a stop. Wow, that's amazing. And right now your target is Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo, California. Why are you gunning so hard against Six Flags? Well, for, for starters, whenever you mix profit with animals, the animals always lose. The people there, although they seem to really care about the animals and they refer to themselves as animal caregivers, it's really not about the animal. It's about the profit. And, um, you know, animals in the wild have a certain life expectancy. There is predation and there's starvation or whatever, and there's also life expectancy in captivity, and generally it's longer, but not at Six Flags. The care is not adequate. So it's hard for me to believe that they actually do care. They should refer to themselves as animal care-less specialists. Yeah. So basically Six Flags is indicative of other amusement parks and wild animal safaris as well. Well, I can't speak to other ones um, but I can speak to this one, and generally when you're mixing profit with animals, the animals lose. So tell me about, let's start with the lifespans. This is one of the deceptions. They tell so many lies Absolutely. from what I've been reading, you know, with your information and your website. They tell so many lies, and one of them is about the lifespans because right. the death rates are appalling. 54 deaths since Six Flags took over the park. It used to be Marine World years ago. Six right. Flags took it over in 1997. Since then, 54 deaths. Of That's And right. this isn't just animals that were old age and, and, you know, ready to go. For instance, some examples, you've got elephants have an average lifespan of anywhere from 60 to 70 years. And you've got Bertie May, who died at 34. Right. Do you want me to tell about what happened with poor Bertie May? Yes. Uh, Bertie May was an, Af an Asian elephant, 34, and um, it's my belief, well, I'll explain, um, she broke her leg, and so she was euthanized. And the explanation they gave to the USDA, because the USDA always sends out an inspector, when a, um, a species as important as an elephant dies, they told the USDA inspector that she was practicing a, her, her regular routine, was not doing anything unusual, and was standing on her back legs when she fell. Well, I've seen a lot of those routines. She never, ever stood on her back legs. So that's lie number one. And what I think actually happened by coincidence, they, um, 
they have a, uh, or if they did at the time, actually the elephants are all gone now, thank goodness, because with Jerry Brown um, bringing in the bullhook ban, and the bullhook is a weapon that they use to control elephants. And when he said no more bullhooks in California, places like Six Flags and um, Have Trunk Will Travel, which contracted with Six Flags to abuse their elephants, could no longer work with their elephants. So the elephants are out of Six Flags, and Have Trunk Will Travel has moved to Texas where they can still abuse their animals. But anyway, um, if you go, you can look on YouTube, look for Have Trunk Will Travel on YouTube, and you can see the horrendous way they abuse their animals or their elephants. And one of the things they do is they make them stand on their front legs. Oh, God. And then while they're on their front legs, they'll zap them with a taser <gasps> or a stun gun. I misspoke. A, ton, a stun gun. I don't understand that. And if someone who's listening can explain that to me, please you know, call in and explain that because it doesn't make sense. But anyway, what I think probably happened is Have Trunk Will Travel had shown up a week before, and I think they offered to train Birdie Mae on a new trick and had her do, you know, stand up on a hind leg or four, or four legs, and they maybe even used a stun gun on her the way they do their own elephants, and she fell and broke her leg. Now, a broken leg is not a death sentence for an elephant, not in the wild, not in at Paws, or uh, I should say, um, the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee, um, they can go on and live full lives. But if they're not any good to Six Flags, they, they'll euthanize her, which is what they did, and it's a terrible shame yeah. at age 34. And elephants live 60 and 70 years. In and fact, they had, they had one other... who lived 70 years. Yeah, and they had other elephants where you knew for a fact, for instance, Liz was crippled with arthritis, and they said, oh, no, we love Liz. We would never force her to give elephant rides, but you went ahead and went into the park, I guess, as a paying customer, right. <laughs> and um, and just to check that out, and sure enough, there was Liz having to give elephant rides. Absolutely. Um, so you keep hearing these lies, um, and on your website – which is advocates for the animals at sixflags.com. Again, we're speaking with Janet Locke, animal activist and organizer of this group. On your website, you do have links to many of the videos, for instance, trainers hitting the tigers in the face in the, in the name of tr quote unquote training them. Um, you have pictures, uh, another lie they tell about how wonderful and environmentally friendly the enclosures are. And an employee who left Six Flags told you afterward, oh no, they have enclosures in the back on a slab of concrete with cages where they take those animals after the park closes and the people can't see. Oh, listen, you're referring to the lion. That was all day long. That was, in the, the, oh my gosh. So yeah. the lion was in that enclosure on the concrete slab in the cage in the back all day long and only well, out in the environmentally was, friendly part for a few they hours had a day? three lions. Uh, and oh. two females didn't get along with the male. And so they were um, 
whether the females could be in the in the exhibit together mm-hmm. or not. But they picked on the male, so at least half of the time, the male was in a tiny cage. And in the beginning, when they first put him in there, he roared. Now, keep in mind, they also took him from his mother. I don't know where he was born, but they took him from his mother at age three months, lion's nurse for six months. So I think that's bad. Yeah, absolutely that is. Um, And on your website, you have pictures of this and links to videos of this. Oh, the dolphins. Let's talk about the dolphins. Go ahead. Let's talk about the dolphins. You were telling me about how, I I mean, it looks like, oh, they're very loved in these pools. But the problem is dolphins normally swim 40 miles a day, not in circles in a little pool. Right. These dolphins are drugged and they're starved and fed only if they'll do the tricks. Right. I think starved is too strong a word. I would say kept hungry. Okay. They keep them hungry to force them to do tricks. And yeah. it's deceiving because the anim- the trainers refer to themselves as animal caregivers. Well, right. They're not giving care. They're prison wardens. <laughs> they really are. Right. Um, tell me about the giraffes. Rosie, who died at 10, and the average lifespan for a giraffe can be over 28 years. Yes. So... Rosie was only 10 years old. She died last March. So we're not talking about things that happened in the past. These things are still happening. You know, so this um, is March have, of, of 2018. Yes. Last, last March. March. Rosie, and she just, according to them, all of a sudden died unexpectedly. And I have three dogs. You have dogs. Um, I think I would notice if they weren't feeling well. Right. And um, I think I, w- I would figure out they needed to see a vet before they died. Apparently, that wasn't the case with Rosie, 10 years old, and, and died. Not only that, I think the enclosure they have the giraffes in is pitiful. Um, for When you consider how long their legs are, there's no enrichment in there. The trees and the grass are just out of their reach. So um, it's a a sad place for a giraffe. It is sad. It sounds like it's sad for all the animals there. The walruses. Walruses live an average of about 40 years. And there, too, died at age 16 and 23. Right. So animals aren't meant to be in captivity in the first place. No, they're not. But one of the things they say is, well, we're educating the public, we're educating children about their habitats. Tell me about some of the lies they tell you when they're giving their little educational spiel. Oh, well, actually, they do lie. And especially in telling how long the animals live after one of theirs has died. But the other thing is no keeper or trainer is going to admit to the patrons how far dolphins swim and, and the lives they have amongst themselves. They have a language. 
They have names for each other. They each have a particular whistle. They have strong relationships. And their brains are so sophisticated that they can actually send an image from their minds into another dolphin's mind. It's such a remarkable species. Those, those beings have no business being in captivity, swimming in circles. That's the reason they're so unhappy that they're having to be drugged. They're addicted to drugs. Wow. What about in the wild when they have the dolphin experiences in, 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 in open waters? Uh, those, they say that those dolphins are free to leave and come at their own will. Is that true? How does that work? Because you always think that that's, they're not enclosed. They're, you know, they have access to the open water and then they come to a cove and they'll do the, the, open, uh, the dolphin experiences. Well, I would say if, it's, if the dolphin is willingly doing it, it's certainly not as bad. And the other thing is mm-hmm. they are in water that is natural ocean water. It's not chlorinated. They don't have to depend on human beings to keep it salted properly, which Six Flags has a poor record of doing. I also know, I I hope they've corrected it, but I know fairly recently half of their water that they kept dolphins in was not not temperature controlled. (gasps) So it it would get to be 90 degrees on a hot, hot summer day and very cold, dangerously cold in the winter. So um, at least if you're interacting with a dolphin in the wild, it's free to come and go. Um, He's eating fresh fish that he catches. He can interact with his friends. Generally, it's not a good idea to be feeding wildlife. Um, You wouldn't want to feed deer, for example. Um, It's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea for dolphins, but it's better than six flags. Right. Years ago, many years ago, I went to Mexico and I did a dolphin experience and it was in the open water. And I remember them saying, oh, Nancy's not here today. Nancy didn't stop by. She's still out swimming. And I'm like, and I remember thinking, good, good. She's free. They're not angry. (laughs) And they're not saying, Nancy, you come back here right now. You know, imagine naming a dolphin Nancy, but still. (laughs) And I remember thinking, good, you know, and they were saying, oh, you know, uh, Kiwi, we haven't seen you in a few days. Good to have you back. And it just felt good that, well, that way. So, and, I, and I'm sure that there are tricks and there are dolphin experiences in the wild that aren't great. But I just remember thinking that that one felt better because of that. Yes, it is better. Um, at least th- those animals have a choice. The ones at Six Flags don't. I'd also like to say that in the beginning... The dolphins they started with were eight dolphins they took from the wild. Oh. And um, the dolphins they have now, they still have, I think they, two of their dolphins are still from the original wild group because they're such a long-lived animal. Um, but all the rest are the offspring of those original eight. And I don't know if you realize or knew this, but they sent five of their dolphins to Dolphinaris in Arizona, and 
I want to say, in 2016. And since then, um, three have died. So it's just a bad industry. One died within a year, another died the following year, and then another one just recently died. And they were all young dolphins. There was no reason they should have died that young. Let me also say, of of the elephants they had, all of the elephants they had except one was taken from the wild. And the one who wasn't was born at the Dickerson Park Zoo, came at age two, and died of a herpes virus within six months. So it's oh. just nasty. Wow. So we could, agree, and there are many, many, many more you could tell us. This gives us a really strong picture. So what you do is, one of the many things you do, you organize the protests outside of Six Flags. And I know you come from this with a place of peace and love. You're not showing, you you don't hold up signs with horrendous pictures. You just hold some signs saying and asking people to to realize what goes on. And you you say, you know, this is fun for the family, but not fun for the animals. I know I heard a little story that um, during one of your protests outside Six Flags, a woman came at you screaming, great, what do you have to say for yourself now that you made my son cry? And you said, I'd say how wonderful that you raised such a compassionate young man. That's true. (laughs) And I love that reply and how you could turn it around and you left her speechless. We're talking with Janet Locke, animal activist and organizer of the group Advocates for the Animals at SixFlags.com. Janet, let's pretend I just brought in Mr. Jim Reed Anderson, the president and CEO of Six Flags. And you can talk straight to him right now. What would you tell him? Dear Mr. Reed Anderson, please let all of the animals go to sanctuaries and sea pens. Um, the National Aquarium in Baltimore is has seven or eight dolphins, and they are building a sea pen for them so that they can live in natural water and experience what dolphins are supposed to experience, and they're building it enough for 20 dolphins. There's room enough for yours. Please let them go there and the rest of the dolphins to sanctuaries. And then I'm going to pull up a chair and say, hey, Mr. Reed Anderson, think of all the positive publicity and accolades you would receive if you publicly declared that in the interest of the health and welfare of your animals, you decided to focus strictly on the mechanical rides, let the animals go to sanctuaries where children could learn much more about them in their natural environment. You would save so much money from all the animals you wouldn't have to take care of. Then guess what? You could use a tiny, tiny portion of that money you've saved, tiny portion, to sponsor an area of a sanctuary or a farm that is visited by the public it will remind them that you support the animals in the wild and the the kids want a wild time come to six flags for a wild ride mr reed anderson you would put yourself on the map and get incredible pr what do you think janet does that sound good i think that sounds very good (laughs) <laughs> all I'm right. How me. can we raise our children to have empathy, compassion, and respect for all life so that this behavior stops? Well, one thing I think even adults should not view animals as something that they are entitled to see because the expense to the animal is so great for, 
for that you know moment of looking at them. And for example, um, a student did a science experiment where they timed how long people look at a lion in the San Francisco Zoo, and the average was twelve seconds. Well, Whoa! The, yes. So the twelve seconds. Right. That's so, not even long enough to read the plaque in front of the cage. Exactly. So the harm to the lion who in the wild would have 100 square miles of, of territory to roam is sitting in a little enclosure, and really little at Six Flags, so that people can come and look at him for 12 seconds. And it's probably the same at Six Flags, too. Um, you know, that's bad. But anyway, so that's for adults. For If you get it and you want to pass that on to your child, instead of going in to look at the animals, when you see, if you, if you see, oh, here's a perfect example. A better thing to do would be to show a huge pod of dolphins swimming on a YouTube video. Show that video to your child and say, how do you think this dolphin would feel if somebody caught it and put it in a pool to do tricks? Do you think the dolphin would like that? And, and to, to try to get the child to see life from the dolphin's perspective and think of what the dolphin, dolphin's needs are to be happy. And that we're all here on this planet together to coexist together and help each other together. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Janet Locke of the group Advocates for the Animals at Six Flags. You can connect with her and find out how you can help on her Facebook group and her website of the same name, Advocates for the Animals at Six Flags.com. She organizes protests, and there are many other other has plenty of links where you can write to CEOs and presidents and see how you can help. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Pause, for in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. You can find past shows right there, and you can find past shows on my page at Empower Radio. And please connect with me on social media. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, and to Remy Smith at the controls back in the studio in Detroit, who are both caring and compassionate to all life, including me. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. And they know it and they chose you anyway and they love you for it. And also, don't feel guilty if you've gone to these amusement parks thinking that you were educating yourself or your kids about the animals. You didn't know what goes on behind the scenes, but now you do. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. We're just here to learn. See you next time. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. 
Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.